Welcome to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast, a Canadian real estate podcast that shows you how to pay off your mortgage sooner and live well while doing it. Now, here's your host, Sean Cooper. Welcome to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast. I'm Sean Cooper, and it's great to be back for another episode. On today's show, I'll be talking to Giacomo Lattice. Giacomo Lattice is the communications manager for Rentals.ca, a free-to-use leading marketplace connecting private landlords and renters across the country. He fosters relationships with journalists, bloggers, and industry thought leaders. He is integral in the Rentals.ca National Rent Report publication as he handles all media inquiries throughout the year. In my interview with Giacomo, we discuss the rental market that was in 2023, what's going on right now in the rental market, predictions for the rental market in 2024, and good places to invest across Canada right now as a landlord. Without further ado, here's my interview with Giacomo Lattice. Hi Giacomo, how are you doing today? It's great to have you on the podcast. I'm very well, Sean. Thanks for having me on. It's really happy to be here today. Yeah, it's great to speak with somebody like yourself that is so knowledgeable about the rental market and really interested to hear your perspective about what's going on because, yeah, there have been some interesting developments in 2023 as well as 2024 so far. And yeah, interested to hear your thoughts because you seem like a pretty knowledgeable guy about this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like one of the big things we do at rentals.ca, we're not just a online marketplace where we connect private landlords to renters, but we also produce our national rent report that comes out every month. And what that does, it details really well across the whole country, nationally, provincially, municipally. What's the cost of rents? What are the averages of rents across the country? And what are the differences month over month to year over year? And this is really important because it helps you know policymakers make their decisions based on what asking rents are. And it also helps people who are looking to get into the rental market understand what the costs are going for across the country and what the changes are. So we just put out our recent report for the last month. And what was nice about that is it's kind of a summation of what we saw in 2023. So I'm happy to kind of discuss throughout the year what we saw last month and really kind of delve into the numbers and what they mean for Canada and for the year to come. No, sounds great. Thanks so much for your perspective there. And definitely just speaking from my own firsthand experience as a landlord, as well as mortgage broker who helps a lot of real estate investors. Your report is by far the most detailed and helpful one out there because there's other sources like CMHC, but the problem is their data is so outdated. And I mean, the rental market can move pretty quickly. Like if I'm looking at stats from 12 months ago, it's really not helpful. So I have to say your reports, like the fact that they're updated on a monthly basis are very helpful. And if I was looking for current rental data, I definitely read your reports there. And I guess that is the reason why the, the media is always quoting your reports there. So yes, I really appreciate the reports that you put out. And if you're not subscribed to the reports, I highly encourage that you do sign up for them there because they're very helpful if you're thinking of, of buying a property or you're a real estate investor yourself just to know what's going on in the various markets. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the kind words. We really appreciate it. And the only way for these reports to get better is to hear the feedback from those who subscribe to it. So the more people that can subscribe and let us know your thoughts, the more we can tailor it for people's individual needs. So I really appreciate that. And like I said, I'm really happy to go over what we saw last year and what's to come for 2024. Sounds great. So let's jump right into it here. So 
as you mentioned, I'd be interested to, if you could talk just because 2023 just finished here. So if you could just basically look back on the rental market in 2023 and just let us know what's happened there. I understand from your last rental report for 2023 that the rent growth was stronger than expected last year, but it kind of slowed down in certain markets towards the end of the year there. So yeah, if you could kind of give us a bit of a summary of what we saw in terms of 2023 from the landlord perspective. Yeah, of course. So average asking rents for all residential property types in Canada reached a record high in December of 2023 of $2,178 a month. And this marks an 8.6% increase from this time in 2022. And just to kind of put that in a little bit more perspective, if we're looking at a two-year growth, so over the past two years, asking rents in Canada have surged by about 22%, which equates to an average monthly increase of $390 more per month for rent on average as pointed to this time two years ago. So, you know, what we saw in 2023, we really saw explosive growth that kind of surpassed our expectations. And what this did was it led to unprecedented demand. We saw in 2023 that the average cost of rent increased by about 9%, just shy of 9%. And the year before that, it was 12%. So it actually moderated a little bit from what we saw in 2022. However, the year before that in 2021, rent increased by only 4.6%. So we're about double what we were two years ago, and we're about 4% less than we saw in, in 2023. What was interesting, though, is in 2023 in general, the surge spilled into markets that are traditionally known for greater affordability. Peaking in August, we saw record year-over-year -year rent growth in markets that are typically considered, quote-unquote, more affordable. For example, Calgary saw a 70% increase in rent, while Montreal's 16% annualized growth in market rents, which is much more higher than we expected. And this rapid growth... It only lasted for a quarter before it began to cool down, as you mentioned. But what's happening is people are not really able to afford rents in areas like Ontario and BC, and we're seeing really high interprovincial migration. So we're seeing tens of thousands of people leave Ontario and they're going to the Maritimes or they're going to Alberta in search for more affordable rents. And as that happens, it increases demand. And as any commodity, when demand increases and supply can't meet it, the cost of that demand is going to go up. And that's why we saw the pressure on the Calgary market specifically when we saw about 17,000 people move to Alberta as a whole between July and September 2023. Majority of that are people going right to Calgary as their final destination in, in search for more affordable rents. And to put that more into context, if we're going to look at our rent report, so as mentioned, the average rent right now in Canada is about $2,178 a month. So let's just say $2,200. In Calgary right now, the average rent for a one bedroom is around $1,700 a month. So you kind of say in general, you're going to save four to $500 by going somewhere like Calgary. That's why we're seeing record increase in rent in areas like that, because you know people have really no other option but to search for more affordable rents. So we kind of expect that to continue until we see a little bit more balancing of supply and demand. No, thanks so much for your insight. It sounds like you really know your stuff there. And with the trend of work from home, it really gives people the freedom to be able to move to more affordable places if they're finding it really tough, especially with the yeah. cost of living there. Yeah, that did happen. And what was interesting is that's exactly it. And, you know, anecdotally myself, what happened, you didn't have to work in the office. So you could kind of just be comfortable in your apartment and not have to live in the downtown metro cores. But what's happening now is people are coming back. So we're seeing that demand increase in those metro cores again, when people were really exiting it there for a while. So we're kind of seeing a little bit of 
for lack of a better term, a return to normal as people are coming back to the office. So we're going to be monitoring that in 2024 to see what happens in the future. Definitely a stark contrast from 2020 when the rents kind of crashed there, but glad that we're kind of recovering from that yes. point in time there. That's for sure. And maybe you can talk a bit about the factors behind this rent increase here. Like in your uh, last uh, rent report from December, it was talking about some of the factors like non-permanent residents, resilient economy, other factors like that there. I'm sure record level of immigration is playing into it there. But if you could talk a bit about the underlying factors, which are leading to these big rent increases led to them in 2023, just so that people can have a bit of a better understanding, that would be great. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm happy to go into that because as I like to say, the price increases that we're seeing is the symptom. It's not the underlying issue. In Canada specifically, we've seen a really significant period of population growth, inflation, and a low production of new housing. And on top of that, the purpose-built rental market has been so undersupplied for decades where we haven't really been building in the rate that we need. So when you have the population growth, when you have high inflation and low production, it creates really a burden on the rental housing market. And as a result, we have more people who are competing for rentals. And who rents now, right? That's a little bit different than what we may have thought. You know, when I first was getting into this industry, I assumed that most renters were those who were moving out of their parents for the first time. They're going to school and they're starting the undergrad, or maybe they're moving in with a significant other. It's not really the case anymore. Renters are not just... 18-year-olds who are moving out, but they are couples with good incomes and stable jobs and kids. They have good income and they're able to afford these more premium rents. Now, to kind of come back to what you're saying about Canada's population, it's interesting because the BMO study, which I read this year, suggested that for every 1% that Canada's population increases, housing prices typically increase by roughly about 3%. Well, Canada's population in 2022 alone increased by 2.7%. Now, the average that we usually like to see is about one and a half. So yes, we did see a large influx in population growth. But what's interesting about that is that we're seeing a huge spike now in interprovincial migration. So yes, we're seeing tons of people come into the country, but we're now seeing people go to different provinces and increase their population, right? So it's interesting because the good thing about these reports and podcasts like yourselves is that people are listening and they're understanding that there is a burden on the rental housing market. And we're seeing this, right? We saw that they're now going to put a cap on in student visas that they're going to allow. So there's going to be less international students that are coming to this country, which is not really what we want. We want to welcome as many people as we can. But when there's not enough housing, that's when you really get to the crisis that we're seeing right now. International student study permits issued in Canada increased by 75% in the last five years, according to the IRCC, right? We had oh, a record big. of over half a million... Yeah, we had a record of over half a million permits issued just last year alone. So it's just getting a little bit too much for the supply that we're seeing. Hey, if, and if we're matching the supply, that's great. But until we start doing that, it's going to really put a burden on the housing market. So yes, there's a whole bunch of factors. And I'm happy to get into this as well. But what we're seeing in the rental market is really hand in hand with the housing market as well, what's going on there. And I'm happy to kind of discuss how the housing ownership market really affects the rentals as well, if you're interested. Sure. If you want to talk about that for a, a couple of minutes here, that would be great because certainly I'm not an economist myself, but I'm thinking with the like home prices appreciating over the last decade as much as they did here, it's like you said there earlier that it's not just like the people moving out from home who are renting the places, like people with 
good incomes are deciding to rent because maybe they can't just, they're not able to come up with that minimum down payment and they need more time to save. So I would imagine that the fact that some people need more time to save the down payment because of the higher home prices is a main reason we're seeing more competition in the rental market. I would imagine that's at play as well. Yeah, like what's happening in the rental market is not like renters aren't on one side and homeowners on the other. It's kind of a, a combined thing that we're seeing. So basically what's happening is there's a supply and demand issue. Everything that we're seeing with the price increases is because there's not enough supply for the demand. So how do we create more supply? Well, typically what would happen is people would rent for a while and then they would graduate into homeownership. However, right now with interest rates the way they are and the price of housing right now, people are reluctant. Everyone's waiting for an impending crash or interest rates to go down. And until that happens, people are not going to be part of the rentals. And I don't leave myself. I'd love to get into the homeownership market, but there seems to be no real sign right now that this is the time to go. The interest rates are really high and the cost of homes haven't, even though they have come down, they're still way higher than they were pre-pandemic levels. So until we start seeing the turnover in the rental market, people are moving out of their units and going into homeownership, we're going to see a bottleneck of the supply issue continue. And it's interesting as well, because what's happening and Toronto seems to be like the epicenter of Canada and what happens in Toronto kind of permeates throughout the country. But one third of total households in Canada are renters, a third. It's about 5 million households. And the rate of which that's growing is twice as fast as home ownership now. And put that in more perspective, half of Torontonians are renters. But almost 90% of all apartment construction in Toronto over the past two decades have been condos. So the supply of Furbersville rentals have been so low that when people get a place, they're not moving out. And they who can blame them? With the interest rates the way they are and what housing prices are, there's no turnover. And when there's no turnover, there's no supply. And when there's no supply, the cost for what is available skyrockets what we've seen now. So definitely a lot of factors at play. And definitely sounds like if you're thinking of buying investment property right now, sounds like a good opportunity to help provide, like not only earn some income, but help uh, provide a property for people in, in desperate need of uh, rental units there. And I mean, interest rates are a bit of a double-edged sword. Like the main driver of home prices are interest rates. So with interest rates being higher, then it means that home prices are lower. So I mean, definitely there's an advantage of getting in now, but of course you have to be able to come up with a down payment to do that yes. there. Yeah. And in conjunction with that, Sean, too, like you know, we obviously want to create more supply and Canada is doing a really good job. We're actually at new purposeful rental starts. Our completions are higher than they were since the seventies, but interest rates are really high. Cost of labor is really high. Costs of supplies are really high. So to build purpose-built rentals, it's very expensive. That's why you see the federal government, that new initiative to remove HST on purposeful rentals for developers in hopes that it'll bring the cost down to get the supply into the market. So yes, is it a good time to start investing in purposeful rentals? I mean, of course, because people are really chomping at the bit to find these places. When there's new units available, they usually go really quick. And we're seeing markets like Calgary specifically, or the Maritimes or Montreal see the fastest growing rates in rent. And we do kind of continue to see that happening because the costs right now in areas like Toronto and BC are so high. People are now prioritizing affordability over accessibility. So the only thing that people really care about right now is what's more affordable. And they're willing to go to Calgary. They're willing to go to the Maritimes, even if that wasn't their first choice. 
So yes, if you want to get into the market and become a landlord and you wanted to bring some supply into the market, the good thing is the rentals.say national report will tell you what these asking rents on average are going for. So you can kind of gauge if I have some units available, what are they going for and what kind of increases can I expect? I mean, this is a good time, right? This is the time where people need housing more than ever right now. So we strongly urge those who are looking to get into the market to really look at these reports and see what you can kind of expect to get for rent. Um, and then, of course, know your local laws of, of what rent control is and what increases you can charge for rent year over year, because that will obviously play a major factor in it. No great tips. And certainly, like I said earlier, a lot better than relying on rental data that's a year old from CMHC there. So that'll be the last time I say no. that. I don't want to sound like a broken record there. No, but... no. And just like a little background too, but like the data we use, like, so we work in conjunction with Urban Nation. And for those who know, Urban Nation is a real estate research firm and they provide market research. They do a really good job in providing in-depth market analysis and consulting services. And they've done this since 1981. So our data, it's worked with data experts and research firms. And we always try to account for outliers as well. Like for example, if we have properties that are listed for greater than $5,000 per month, or maybe we have some that are listed for less than $500 per month, we'll take it to that. We'll take it to account of those because what will happen is that will affect the averages, right? So we try to make sure that random outliers don't affect our data. And they're really presenting a good average rent that covers what people are actually being paid and at what actual listings are being put. So yeah, it's a really good conjunction effort between Rentals.ca and Urban Nation. Yes, I have it. I receive it every month and have it bookmarked. So definitely be sure to sign up if you haven't already. So perfect. Let's talk a bit about how the start of 2024 here and what's going on in the rental market. Like being a landlord myself, I've experienced this firsthand owning a rental property here in Toronto, there seems to be a slowdown in the rental market. Your report mentions that it's happening in Toronto and Vancouver. So maybe you can just talk a bit about what's going on in those markets because rents can't increase indefinitely. Like there has to be a ceiling. People people aren't getting like huge salary increases or anything like that. So yeah, maybe you could just talk about what's going on specifically yeah, in those markets. That's an interesting point. And to be completely honest, I was surprised when I seen the data too of what's happening the last couple of months. But areas like Vancouver and Toronto, Brampton, Burnaby, BC, we're actually seeing a, a decrease in rent month over month. There's a lot of factors that play into that what we're expecting. This time of year, you know, the winter months, there's usually less demand for those areas uh, where people are not moving. Like there's just less listings available and there's less demand for those areas. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I wouldn't want to be moving in the winter unless I absolutely had to. Exactly. And on top of that, Vancouver is $3,000 a month on average to rent, right? For a purpose-built rental. How much higher can that go where people are willing to pay? The answer is it can't go there, right? So what's happening in areas that are usually at the top of our list, areas like Vancouver, Burnaby, Toronto, Mississauga, North York, people are not able to really afford these rents at the same rate. There's less listings, there's less interest in those areas, and there's less people looking. They're going to areas where rent is more affordable. And it does make sense, but to see that like, hey, actually Vancouver in December, rent was almost 6% less than it was in November. Kind of interesting. Toronto is about 3% cheaper. So rents are actually going down a little bit in these areas. Seasonality plays a factor. The cost plays a factor. But yeah, it's, it's interesting how those markets are reflecting what we're seeing and you know, I'm happy to also kind of go into what we expect in 2024 because, you know, without a crystal ball, we have some predictions that might happen as well. And I think that'd be, uh, 
you know, kind of a nice way to tie it all together. Yeah, that would be great. And I'm just curious, definitely you could jump into the predictions for 2024. But before you did that, is it normal like to have these seasonal adjustments in Toronto and Vancouver? Is that to be expected? Like with the housing market, the the most popular time is the spring and the fall to, to buy. So I'm just curious, like, was this to be expected? Or would you say that this is a more like bigger slowdown than in prior years? You know, it's definitely a bigger slowdown. Now, is it to be expected? Yes. Like most people don't want to move in the winter and most people don't want to list their units in the winter, right? Like a developer wants to have their building ready by the springtime, right? That busy spring summer rental season and right before students have to start their semesters, that's when they want their units to be available. Um, So typically this time of year, we do see less listings, less units coming to market, but also less people looking to rent. So we do kind of expect a little bit softening of demand. However, when you look across the country, that's only happening in certain areas, right? In others' country, it's going up. So it was to be expected, but I don't think it was at this level where we saw a 6% decrease in rent month over month in Vancouver, right? So they are outliers, but seasonality, this is kind of what's been expected. And it makes sense, right? Who wants to move in the dead of winter, right? You know, what developer wants to showcase their properties and amenities when it's horrible weather outside and people can't see these facilities in the way they want to, right? So we do expect that demand decreases, but honestly, cost is so high right now for these apartments that people are just moving and going to different areas of the country in search for more affordable rents. No, that makes sense. Thanks so much for your insight there. So yes, as you mentioned a few moments ago, it would be great to get your perspective on where you see rents going in 2024. Your latest rent monthly rent report there talks about projected growth for 24 and continued under supply there. So yeah, if you're able to talk a bit about growth expectations and what you see happening across major markets in across Canada, I mean, have listeners all across the country from Toronto to Vancouver, as well as in smaller markets like Calgary and Saskatoon. So yeah, any insight you're able to share? I mean, I know you don't have a crystal ball or anything like that, but it sounds like you have a lot of great data there. So I'm curious to hear what you expect for 2024. Yeah, and a lot of it comes from me just talking to developers as well and seeing what's on their horizon. So like as we begin 2024, the Canadian rental market stands at a crossroads, really. Like we're balancing unprecedented demand with huge challenges of supply, affordability, and sustainability, right? Our governments at all levels, for lack of a better term, they've kind of woken up to this issue that's affecting their communities. And they've started pushing for meaningful changes, such as removing HST for purposeful rentals. At the trajectory that we're currently traveling at, though, we may see challenges in the new year. But when we look into the future, right, it's going to be interesting because we do expect that this strong demand will persist. However, if the economy slows down a little bit, if we see a reduction in non-permanent residents, and if we see an increase in home buying activity with declining interest rates, that could be helpful because that could increase the supply in the markets as demand softens, right? And it's not all bad news, right? There are many ongoing projects which are going to hit the market in 2024 across the country that ensures that supply of new units continue to grow. And you can't turn on the TV and listen to any political conversations all without this being the number one issue, right? This is hitting policymakers and they are trying to increase the supply. What's going to be interesting is the later parts of the year of 2024, we probably will see a decline as projects are completed and reduced construction starts become more visible. So it's going to be interesting. What we're really waiting on is what happens to the economy? What happens to home buying activity? Will interest rates go down? If interest rates go down, that means borrowing costs are much more feasible for developers. 
and more people are going to be buying homes. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. What we are kind of anticipating is rent growth is going to converge towards a five-year average of about 5% increase. As I mentioned at the top of our conversation, in 2021, rent increased by 4.6%. Then it skyrocketed to 12%. Then it continued last year to about 9%. But what we're hoping is that that trend continues to decrease. And then if we look at a five-year trend, it's going to be around a 5% increase. So that's what we're looking for. It's hard to have a crystal ball, but we are seeing that projects are going to be ongoing. They're going to hit the market. And then if interest rates soften, that'll be a huge indicator to see what's going to happen if housing prices become more affordable and then borrowing costs for developers can soften a little bit as well. Thanks so much for your insight there. And yeah, I'm not going to hold you to this. 5% number because I mean, even the smartest economists at the big banks, they find it difficult enough to predict what the Bank of Canada is, is going to do with interest rates. There's like the global economy is so interconnected, like issues in the Red Sea with ships getting through can cause inflation and in the rest of the world there. So definitely a lot of factors at play. But yeah, thanks for sharing the great insight you have and the great data in terms of what you are seeing and expect for the rents in 2024. And finally, I just wanted to, since you have so, so much great data here, just wanted to get your thought, like imagine that you were planning to buy an investment property here in 2024, and it didn't really matter to you, like basically you're open to buying it anywhere in Canada, any province in Canada, like where would you say are some good places to invest when it comes to rent rates and know that you don't come out with your own data on the home prices, but just based on what you know, like what would you say, or if you were looking to buy investment property, where would you say is a good place to buy? Like just reading through the last few reports here, I just keep hearing Alberta coming up time and time again. So I would imagine that's a good place, but yeah, if you were buying a place, where would you say are some places that you'd consider buying? Yeah, for sure. So Alberta has witnessed the fastest growth in apartment rentals that we've almost ever seen, right? It's increased by 15, 16, 70% a year, right? So we do expect that to continue as people are searching for more affordable rents. So if you're asking me that question there, I would assume that Alberta is going to lead rent growth for the foreseeable future. As mentioned before, rents are four or five, six hundred dollars less on average than the rest of Canada. So if you have a place in Alberta, people are coming. People are leaving BC and Ontario and search for more affordable rents. Now to go back to BC and Ontario, they're always going to be the top of our list for most premium mass rents, right? Highest average rents, it's always going to be BC and Vancouver because Vancouver has national draw, right? Everybody wants to be in Vancouver. It has a national presence where people are always going to want to go there. And if you have supply, it'll be filled because much like Toronto, these are not just the most important cities in Canada, but they're world-renowned. So there's always going to be really high demand in areas like Vancouver and Toronto. And that's why we always see them top our, our list of most expensive rents. Now, contrary to that, Alberta, Quebec, the Maritimes, rents are cheaper. You might not be able to get that same premium price. However, if this continues the way that I suspect, those areas will have fast scoring rents because people can't afford Ontario and BC anymore for the most part. So if you weren't looking for somewhere to invest now, I would assume that Alberta is going to continue with the fastest growing rents. And I would assume that Quebec and the Maritimes will as well. Obviously, if you can afford something in Vancouver and Toronto, you take it because those are going to be the most premium rents. But areas across the country that are a little more affordable, the rents are going to go up, which means that you're going to be making a little bit more money there. So I think that's kind of a summary of what we're seeing. 
if I suspected Alberta rents were going to go down, I wouldn't suggest that, right? But it's going to continue to go up because people have no other choice but to go to that area. Oh, thanks so much for sharing your insight. And I mean, what I really like about Alberta is the home prices are still a lot more affordable than Ontario and BC. So if you're able to still get decent rents, you may not get the same rents that you're getting in Ontario and BC. But if you're still able to earn decent rents and you're paying half as much for the property and your mortgage payments are going to be half as much, the cash flow situation looks a lot better. So that's what the fact that there's such rate great rent control there. And again, I'm not an expert in this, but my understanding is you're able to like raise the rent a lot more as a landlord there in Alberta. So, I mean, me personally, that Alberta just seems like an attractive investment uh, market if I was going to buy a property. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely no pushback on that at all. Okay, perfect. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today and getting all this insight on the rental market. Uh, I really learned a lot. I mean, I follow this myself, but it Definitely, this is great to have you on and it'd be great to have you on the podcast again in like six months or a year's time because this is really great to have check in with what's going on. But yeah, thanks so much for being on the podcast today, Giacomo, and it was great chatting with you and getting all of your helpful data and insight. Yeah, Sean, thanks so much for having me. And the good thing about this industry and these reports is that there's always new stories to tell. And six months from now, we'll probably have a whole new narrative and a whole new outlook on what things are going to look like. Um, it's going to be a very interesting year. There's going to be a lot of changes that could affect the markets in tremendous ways. So in six months, we want to hop on and see what's going on in the rental market, specifically purpose-built apartments and condos. I'm happy to do so. And for those who are listening, all you have to do is visit rentals.ca. Right at the top, you will see rent report where you can view that comes out the second week of every month. And then we also have all the historical reports on our site as well. So you can kind of see what, what's been going on month over month over the past year or two. So yeah, once again, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the kind words and I look forward to hearing your future podcasts. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks so much. And I'll certainly be inviting you back in the future. You got it, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Burn Your Mortgage podcast. Besides being a podcast host, I'm also an independent mortgage broker. If you or anyone you know, family, friends, coworkers, or neighbors could ever use any unbiased mortgage advice or a second opinion, feel free to reach out. Email me at sean, that's S-E-A-N at burnyourmortgage.ca or call or text me at 647 867-3711. For a free mortgage consultation. Also, be sure to head on over to www.burnyourmortgage.ca and sign up for my free weekly newsletter. As a small token of my appreciation, you'll be able to download my ultimate mortgage checklist on choosing the perfect mortgage. I look forward to hearing from you and helping you with all your mortgage needs. Once again, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating. Until next time, happy mortgage burning.